You're listening to the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall, where we talk with successful business owners to hear the stories of their journeys in building their successful businesses. And more importantly, we recognize the folks who help them excel because we know that achieving business success is not something we can do on our own. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest, check this out, loves to cook, which I know it's a guy and he loves to cook. So that's awesome. Uh, and also, uh, he enjoys sailing. And in his downtime, he likes to spend time with his wife as well as playing golf and doing anything outside. Uh, and he's proud of having a 25-year-old business, but more importantly, he is most proud of his 25-year-old marriage. It is my pleasure to welcome Troy to the show today. Hello, Troy. Hello. How are you doing today? How are, how's life? Doing good. Doing well. Uh, just living the dream, as everybody says. Right? <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, let's start with... Um, I'll have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of your personal story, where you were born, where you live, about your family and some of your hobbies. All right. Uh, yeah. So I was born in San Diego, California, and I spent a whopping six weeks there until my dad <laughs> got out of the Navy and they moved back to the hometown, which is uh, in northern Indiana. Well, it's actually not a little town, but it's a town next to South Bend called Mishawaka. Mm -hmm. uh, spent all my, you know, growing up years there, um, went to Ball State in Muncie, Indiana after that, uh, took a short stint back home uh, after school, and then got a job down in Indianapolis and uh, have lived in the Indianapolis area since. And that's been, boy, 28 plus years, I think. Uh, now have a wife, like you mentioned, uh, we have two kids, one's 20, he'll be 23 in about a half a month and then i've got a daughter that'll be 21 in january Fantastic. and of course we have a, a dog like everybody and, then... <laughs> and uh, what's your favorite hobby uh well like you said i do love to cook um but favorite like true hobby is probably playing golf with the guys or even my wife i finally got her into it this past year so wonderful what's your wife's name taryn Ta sorry tammy did you say Taryn. Taryn. With, like my Taryn with a T. Yeah, Taryn. Thank you. Sorry, my my slip. Um, and uh, what's your favorite dish to cook for Taryn? Oh, boy, she's got a bunch. Uh, this wasn't in your list of questions. She's going <laughs> to get this wrong. Uh, she loves Nashville hot chicken. Uh, she also has to do gluten-free, so I have to kind of do it in a, a little bit of a different way. Uh, yeah. So she loves an Asheville hot chicken. Um, she loves Mexican. So like tonight, it's a Tuesday. So tonight's going to be, you know, Mexican night. Yeah. She loves fajitas yeah. and all that stuff. So wonderful. What got you into enjoying cooking? Uh, well, I was a bachelor for, I don't know, several years after college. And I got tired of the fast food thing. <laughs> thought, you, know, like, you know, enough to at least kind of figure this out. Um, and so I cooked. Uh, I'll tell you a funny side story. She's going to be embarrassed if she watches this. Uh, for like two months before we got married, we stayed with her parents to have some money, to save some money. And we, one of the things of the deal was, is we would cook one night a week. And I'm like, one night a week? That, like, I'm saving six nights. Great. <laughs> so 
we're going to cook just basically chicken, broccoli, and some rice, you know, simple, super simple dinner. And she said, can, can I help? I'm like, sure, you want to make the rice. So I'm cooking the chicken and the broccoli and I'm about done. I'm like, hey, how much longer you got on the rice? And she says, I don't know. I'm like, well, what time did you put it on? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> I lift the lid and I look in there and I'm like, how much water did you put in there? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> cooking it like pasta. So uh, anyway, I cooked it. Sorry for the side story there. Oh, the, no, that's awesome. I love yeah. it. Um, so I cooked <laughs> all the time and, uh, you know, just enjoyed it. And then I think it was 2018. Um I came home from work and she had, she was a stay at home mom for a long time. And then she started picking up some other things she was doing. And I came home from work and I'm not the type of guy to say, Hey, where's my food? Um, but I'm hungry and I'm like, I'm going to just cook something. She's upstairs working on something. I'm going to cook. And I'm like, Hey, dinner's ready. And like, oh, literally, yeah. I think she was like, Oh, if you're going to do that, I've never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the rice story. Well, it's only fair that, you know, you tell a funny story about her because now I'm going to ask you to tell us a funny story about you. Is there, is there a story your family likes to tell about you? You'd be willing to share with us? Yeah, um, there were several embarrassing ones that I thought of, and I'm, I'm going to skip those. I actually asked them, <laughs> "Hey, what's a funny story?" And they all said the same story. So I'll share this one. Um, it's not an embarrassing funny, but I I find it a funny story. So uh, Taryn's dad, for you know her, her upbringing on Halloween, would scare all the kids. You know, he'd dress up or oh, yeah. jump out at him or whatever. Well, we kind of carried that tradition over when we got married. And um, it just kind of got bigger and bigger. And one year, uh, I dressed up as a scarecrow, complete with, you know, stuffing of straw and everything coming out of me. And I had like a stick to, you know, so I'm kind of just hunched over like a true scarecrow planted in somebody's yard. And then somebody would come up and I would jump out at them. <laughs> and this went on like all all night. And, you know, I scared parents and it was it was great. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, there was this one kid that came up and he was like, everybody's like, yeah, that thing's real. It's that's a, that's a real person. And he comes up, he's like, no, that is not real. And he gets like face to face with me. And I just said, I'm not real. <laughs> and he literally sprinted down the street, <laughs> you know, bloody screaming, bloody murder. Well, the funny, the interesting part of the story, I guess, is fast forward probably eight years. I'm coaching lacrosse for the local high school team. And one of the players, this is my first year coaching with him. And one of the players comes up to me and he said, hey, do you scare kids on Halloween? <laughs> yeah. said, do you remember scaring a kid half to death and running down the street when you were a scarecrow? I'm like, yeah. He said, that was me. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. My mom liked to do that as well. So I can, I can appreciate it seeing it happen. It is funny for the people who aren't being scared to watch other people getting scared. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Troy, tell us how did the business come about? And at what point did you have confidence that you could could run your own business so the business came about let's see i i was young and didn't know very much um knew less than i thought right and uh you know i'm working at a company i, I tell people all the time i worked at this company for three years uh, and i tell them i got my master's degree in product development working mm -hmm. for this company they had everything under run one roof and we um I just, I learned a lot and I kind of started seeing the financial part of what I did, which was design product. And I, I thought, man, we could do this. I, or I could do this on my own. Yeah. So uh, I get married 
And on our honeymoon, I talked to my wife, we went on a cruise and had plenty of time to talk. And I said, you know, what do you think about me starting this on my own? She's like, go for it. Um, <laughs> you know, and the whole time I'm thinking, well, that's easy to say, but you know, and honestly, the, the, the bigger drawback was we needed some pretty decent funding mm. uh, to get it started because software and computers back then sure. were a lot more money than they are now. Mm. Um, so that was kind of the, the big thing. Well, I came home and a coworker actually kind of lived just down the street from us. And I was sitting on the back porch with him and I, we're just kind of talking. And I said, hey, you know, thinking about starting my own thing. And he's like, oh, really? I was kind of thinking that too. Like, you want some help? And I'm like, well, what would you add to the company? And he said, well, I could do sales. And that's what he did for the other company. And I'm thinking, great. I know nothing about sales. I, <laughs> yeah. You can be the sales guy, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and then, you know, we were able to secure some funding from family. And next thing you know, we were, you know, my honeymoon was uh, in May and August 15th, I left that job. And wow, the formal paperwork was September 12th of yeah. 98. So, well, wow. Tell us a little bit more about the company. What's the name? What do you guys do? How do you help people? So it's Impulse Product Development. Uh, we're basically a product development company. Um we help individuals and you know businesses design products, uh, get them ready for prototyping, manufacturing, um, and then you know once the design's ready, we kind of hand it over to the manufacturer and and let them do their thing. Um, there's obviously a lot that goes on in the middle there that we also help out with, but in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. So because of my background with that company. Um, by the way, that company, we saw the writing on the wall that they were not going to be around much longer. That was another little kick in the pants to yeah. go try this, try this on our own. But we knew we were going to lose our jobs and we were right. We, we left in August and they filed bankruptcy in March. So oh. Oh, wow. uh, we, we would have been looking for jobs anyway, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we, because of that background, we help people. Um, we'd have a lot of uh, juvenile background, you know, rattles and strollers and car seats and high chairs right. and things like yeah. that. Uh, you know, we've done, I, like I've said many times before, we've done anything from baby rattles to aircraft components. So wonderful for everyone listening, make sure to check them out. Uh, go to the link in the description uh, below on this uh, interview and uh, also comment on their LinkedIn. Tell them that you watch their interview. So Troy, share us a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think that you could. And and the impact that that person had on you. So I would bet the large majority of people answer this with a, something that had a positive impact. Um, but for whatever reason, my, I just have this need to share one with a negative impact. Um, I, um, that partner I started the business with, to make a long story short, after about two years, we had to part ways. And when he left, I was sitting on six figures of debt by myself. And, you know, it was literally just me at that point. And, you know, I, I'm still, I'm two years into a business and don't know what I'm doing. And uh, I was scared, to be honest. And there was another company. So some of the people that went down with the ship at that other company formed a company um, doing a lot of the other things that that company did. And they, once they found out that my partner left, they, again, long story short, wanted to, to buy part of impulse mm. and 
part of that was they were going to take care of the debt and blah, blah you know, just, you know, sure. all those things you hash out. So I talked to my wife about it. And again, I'm scared and don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm on my own, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't think you should sell it. Mm. I don't think you should sell it. I think you can do this on your own. I think you're going to be fine. Um, so she's the one that told me I could do it. Um, the lesson learned there was when your wife has a feeling and tells you to do something, you should listen. <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, I did sell the company. And of course, I felt good the day, you know, they said, okay, we're going to agree to this. By the time uh, that was in the spring, I think when we came to an agreement, and by the time everything gets through lawyers and you know all that stuff, um, it it should have spelled the writing on the wall. September eleventh mm. was the day we signed the paperwork. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, buildings were burning while we were signing paperwork. Um, so it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, it lasted about three years, and then you know, like it just wasn't working and. You know, interesting story in that gap of when we agreed and when things got signed, I had erased the debt. Oh, no. <laughs> so she was right. We, you know, yeah, we were going to be you okay. Do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's a story of, you know, someone encouraged me and telling me I could do this. And like I said, on when we talked about just starting the company, she was like, do it. She's always been like that. So, um yeah, I just didn't listen on that one. <laughs> it's great to have that uh, that support network and and somebody who believes in you and and you know nudges you and and encourages you to to step out and and just do it. Because uh, you said earlier, you know, it can be lonely at the top and it can be scary. So having that that support network is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way I'd impulse would still be around if if it weren't for her. So. Yeah. Fantastic. So Troy, um, I'm sure there's many, but what's your biggest learning uh, as a business owner over the last 25 years? I have to limit it to one. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, kind of a, um, on the heels of that story I just told, uh, you know, I, I would never tell anybody absolutely don't, um, but I would really question yourself about having a partner. Mm. Um you know, in my case, uh, again, I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. And if if I look back and I'm honest about it, it was I I was insecure and thought, well, with this other person, yeah, I can, I can now I can do it. Um, I'm like, it was a lie to myself, but um, and it just it ended up causing trouble and struggle, and you know, it, it ruined a friendship and you know all that stuff. So. Um, you know, I, again, I would never say don't ever get a partner or don't ever have a partner. I mean, if somebody truly does bring in um, a, a, a skill set that you don't have and, you know, you guys can, you know, work together and, and complement each other, then, you know, maybe it works. But I would just be really cautious about, um, you know, well, just let's just get a bunch of people because it lowers our risk. Yeah. Because it, it there's a lot of other risk that you add um, when you do stuff like that. Um Another little lesson on the side, I just talked about listen to your spouse. I mean, it, mm. you know, and it's not just a woman's intuition or um, she looks at it. She looks at things at a different perspective, you know? Uh, uh, yes. So yeah. Um, generally, then, generally speaking, we attract our opposite in our spouse. So sure. they see the world through different lenses than we do and can, you know, point out different things that we don't see or don't understand. So yeah. yeah. I agree. It's great. Good to get a second set of eyes and a different opinion on stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the last thing, you know, I know you said one and I'm on three now, but um, it's bonus round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the thing, just looking back over the, the 25 years of doing this, um, you know, obviously there, there can be a time and we'll, we may touch on it where things are like really bad, mm. but things usually aren't ever as bad as you think they are or as you're, you know, as you're making them out to be. And um, so I try to keep that in the back of my head all the time. It's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And even if like, even if we do have to fold the business, like life's going to go on and you're going to be okay. You know? Yes. So. I love that. Yes. Um, I'm, I've been in a, a mindset uh, program for the last you know, couple of years. And one of the messages from that, that I find helpful is that life happens for us, not to us. And everything right. happens for a reason to help us to grow and develop into the next version of ourselves. So, you know, the, so to embrace it and say, yep, this too will pass and I'll get through this is, is the right mindset because then we can focus on attracting right the next success and the next win. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wanted... Countless. Oh, they are just countless conversations over the years with friends and, and people that have lost jobs. And, you know, of course it's, that's not an easy thing to go through, but man, they come out on the other side and they're like, Oh, it was the best thing to happen. Yeah. Yes. I want to go back to the, your, your comment about partners. Cause I, I think that's very valuable for the folks listening is, you know, getting into a business partnership is no different than getting into a marriage partnership. Right. And so we don't want to do it quickly. We want to make sure that we understand, you know, the other person's nuances and idiosyncrasies and, Right. And, and spend time dating before we, you know, jump into that formal relationship and, and formal marriage, because, you know, a, a business partnership is is a contract and it can be to your point, you know, your stories, it can be challenging and difficult. And so I always caution folks the same as you just did is make sure that you really understand what you're doing and right and that you've got some it written into the language you've got some escape clauses and, and some protection in case it doesn't work out yeah yeah i even had a guy um it was a uh he owned a i think it was a roofing and siding company or gutter or you know something along those lines and taryn had nannied for him and um so i was talking to him and i said yeah i'm thinking about starting a company and i even told him like i've got a, a buddy that might go in with me and he looked me right in the eye and he said, don't do it with a partner. And I'm thinking, ah, what does this guy know? You know now I'm his age going, you know what? That's what he knows. He went through it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Troy, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about, um, and it might be something we just talked about, but tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and maybe a fellow business owner who came alongside you and helped you through it. Yeah. So, um, First, I'll, I'll put like, this is a little bit against your, uh, the name of this whole show, but um, I'm pretty horrible at networking and, I, and I'm kind <laughs> of the, you know, I'll just pick myself up by the bootstraps and it's to a fault. Um, I know that's not the way to do it, but um, so I'm just, I'm not that kind of guy that, you know, is like, you know what, I, I see an area here that I need to need help with. So I should go out and look for some help. Um, yeah. But there, there was a time that, um, well, I kind of alluded to it earlier. I don't know sales, um, which is a little bit of a lie. Everybody can sell, but yeah, I, I just wasn't confident in it. Didn't understand kind of what I'm trying to do. I felt 
you know, weird about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was working with a marketing firm, long story short, and they, I don't remember how it went down. It was a long time ago, but they had a connection with a company that did sales training and they were doing a free, um, I don't know, one hour sales meeting. Yeah. I'll give you some tips. It was a, you know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. give you 20 things and I'm going to sell you after that because it's going to be so valuable to you. Yeah. Um, so I asked her, I said, do you think I should go to that? And she said, you've already told me you're, you don't know sales. She said, yeah, it's a free thing. If you, even if you don't work with them, you're going to gain something from them. go. Um, probably the best thing I ever did for my business. Cost me a lot of money, but it's probably the best yeah. thing I ever did. Um, they were, I mean, it ended up just working out crazy well, uh, working with that person and, um, yeah, just, I'm not a great salesperson, but I'm confident when it comes to the sales process. And, and yes, you know, awesome. So just, it, so actually it didn't cost you a lot of money. It was a fantastic investment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look at it from the right and I'm laughing with you, right. Cause I know what, I know what you're saying, right. In terms of it can look bad on paper of the, you know, the, how much you pay, but when you look at the ROI, it's like, oh, wow, that, oh, yeah. that wasn't any, it was, <laughs> it was way beyond 10 times ROI. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. So who was that person that, uh, that gave you that nudge? Do you remember her name? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't even remember the name of the marketing company. That's, I, it, it was a short stint. Sure. Uh, you know, it was kind of a website refresh and do a couple of blog things. And, you know, sure. we worked together for two weeks, I think, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't, I don't remember. Sorry. No, that's fine. She when she listens to this, she can type it in the notes and let us know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Troy, if I'm going to put you on the spot here, if I was to ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're, you know, you're most grateful for them being there for your business's growth, who are those three people and how they help you? Uh, well, you'll be shocked to hear me say my wife. <laughs> um, again, I mean, I'm I'm not doing this if it's not for her. Um, and the support and advice and, and everything she's done. Um, that sales coach that I mentioned, um, just, it, he kind of opened, it wasn't just a sales thing. Um, it was a lot of mindset stuff. So it like that just really opened up my mind to, Hey, the, this is more than, you know, hoping you get a client to show up in the front door, do a good job for them. They pay the bill and you move on. I mean, there's just, there's so much more impact we can have. Um, so that sales coach was unbelievably instrumental, um, in kind of, you know, taking the business from just a couple of guys hacking around to, Hey, this is somewhat of a legitimate business. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, he's not an owner. Um, but you know, when, when the COVID thing happened, we had two pretty rough years before COVID. So when COVID happened, we were just about done. Mm -hmm. uh, and I called him and I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I'm probably going to have to let the guys go um, in a couple of weeks. And he's like, don't do anything until I talk to you. And he works uh, at a Fortune 500 company, huge company. And he took it upon himself to go to his boss and that the next boss and the next boss Next thing you know, I'm on the phone with them. And I basically wasn't a long, I guess, basically they said, send us a bill. We'll pay it. 
and you can uh, you can put it towards work in the coming months wow because they knew like they knew what was coming it was yeah. just we, we couldn't get to them actually releasing the work um and yeah it, it literally like i might still be hacking around but it pretty much saved the business um you know and, and the employees wow. and, and all that so uh, you know, so for, for a client, I've had a lot of clients, you know, that are just amazing, but for a client to be like, you know what, I'm going to go stick my neck out and see if I can help you, then, I mean, obviously they've got to make that list. So Wow. What an incredible story. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it brings almost tears to my eyes, just how generous people can be in a, in a time of need. So Chad, if you're watching this, I appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you, Chad. Um, Troy, as you think about the next three to five years, what's the biggest challenge that you feel that you're going to face to hit your goals and who are the types of people that you're going to need to solve those? Um, so three to five year goals. Um, my number one goal is this is probably for every company, but I need to grow our client base. Yeah. Um, and while I said, I, I'm, okay at sales when it comes to lead generation i got i got nothing i don't i honestly just don't know what to do yeah. um and then on top of that don't don't make or don't have we can debate that the time to uh actually generate content and and do the things you need to do to to you know mm. have a marketing campaign um just to to do some lead generation so um <laughs> i Impulse is no good economic indicator, but um, we've been through three recessions, well, two recessions, and from what they're saying, likely a fourth or a third. Um, the two years before the recessions were slow years for impulse. The year of the recession was a big year for impulse. Uh, we've had a pretty slow year, so I'm expecting next year might be pretty good based on our awesome economic in indicators that we have. Um, so, and if I'm wrong with that, we still, we're, we still need to like increase the client base uh, just to weather, you know, yeah. the storm that, that may be coming. Um, so I, yeah, that's one area I'm going to need some help. Um, you know, I've, again, it hasn't been a great year. So of course we'll, I, we'll get to this in a minute, but, um, I don't necessarily have the money to invest in that right now, but it's something we've got to invest in um, if we're going to grow the client base. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like you and I have talked about a little bit offline, the um, I got to get out of the way. I don't mm -hmm. want to do this forever. Um, I, and I don't want to just be, you know, all right, guys, I'm done uh, mm -hmm. and real, go have fun. Um, yeah. So I want to get out of the way. Um and I'm probably going to need some help doing that. So if you know anybody that might be able to help me do that. <laughs> we, we might be able to talk about that afterwards. <laughs> it, I, I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing, though, because uh, I suspect many people listening you know, are having similar you know, challenges or, or, you know, ideas of challenges that they're going to face. The, the getting out of our own way is, is a big one that I hear all the time, right? We've, you know, in, in your case and in many business owners cases, we've put, you know, the sweat and tears and, and blood and, 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 uh, and 
you know, anxieties and stresses into the business. And you've been doing this for a long time, you know, 25 year old business, not many companies can even, you know, begin to think about saying that they've been around for 25 years. But, but what typically happens is we figure it out, right? We've, we put in the hard work and the time and figuring out and we get a business that is working. Um, and so then there's a, you know, a bit of a fear of letting go and let, and having someone else do it because, in a lot of cases, we've tried it and it didn't necessarily work out. So now we're gun shy to try it again. It's like, oh, well, I'm just going to hold on to it myself because I know at least I have that control. And if something goes wrong, I, I know it was me instead of, of someone else. Now, um, the problem with that is that, you know, if we're the bottleneck, um, then, and God forbid something happens to us, then the business is, is done. Right. Right. And, you know, growing up, my dad got hurt. He was a mechanic and and uh, had surgery and wasn't able to the surgery didn't take. And, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish his his trade. So for for the folks listening, right, the, the risk is you don't want that risk. You want to have a goal of building a business that can run without you so that you eliminate that risk of of something happening to you. And then more importantly, Right? You put in all that time and effort in building a business, you want to be able to reap the rewards of it. So, you know, having a business that can run without you means you can go on vacation and, you know, and enjoy time with the family and and all of the, you know, all the fruits of your labor. So, so again, Troy, thank you for sharing, because I suspect a lot of people listening to this are, are in a similar place of, you know, how do I take the business to the next level, right? How do I remove myself as a bottleneck and, you know, how do I, eliminate the the risks of having somebody else do it so yeah so yes um to your point yes we can talk about that we'll 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 chat offline people who are listening if you want to if you have a similar challenge in your business you want to talk about it happy to to have a free consultation so reach out to me troy last question here uh jim Rohn said that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with so as you think about that quote uh, and your own experiences, what's your advice for for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? Um, well, kind of like we just talked about, um, you know, I'm I'm in my own way, and and I'm I'm in a service business, so I'm billing hours, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's only so many hours I can put in. Yeah. Uh, so you know, from that standpoint. Uh, you know, if, if I'm just going to hold on to everything, like I'm just going to cap out on, on the amount of money I can make. Um, I'm going to cap out on the number of people I can employ, you know, lives I can impact that kind of thing. So um, I, I guess the first thing would be like, we got to get out of that mindset. Um, it, with me, the, the, um, my brain's going one way. I don't remember your question, but I'm going to keep talking and you stop me if I'm Please, yeah, on. yes. No, I like it. Um, the, I, I look at stuff like um, getting help. Um, I, I'm a horrible networker. I already said that. So I don't have this Rolodex of, of other business owners that I can call and say, hey, I'm struggling with this or struggling with this. What do you, what'd you do or what do you would recommend? That kind of thing. Um, so when I look at something like that, like, hey, I need help with, lead generation or a marketing campaign or, you know, uh, how to get out of my way, you know, that kind of thing. It, to me, it's like, I, I need to spend some money to hire a professional or somebody that knows what they're doing to, to help me with this. Um, it's, 
what what I've found over the years, um, it's really when, when business is going really well and you have the money, you probably are too busy to spend the time <laughs> right. to work with that person, right? <laughs> right. And when business is going really poorly, you don't have the money to yeah. spend it. So <laughs> you, you just got to force yourself to, you know, spend the money, take the time and and, and do it. it yeah, I, go, I go back to the sales coaching thing. Um, that wasn't cheap, um, at least in my yeah. Um, yeah. perspective. Um, but the, I mean, I still make money because of, yes, of that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't even know if I answered your question there. Um, oh yeah, no, I think that was great. You also talked about mindset, um, which I, I also like that you brought that up because, you know, the, it starts with what we believe in our head, right? The message is the record that we're playing in our head. So, you know, if we believe that, you know, that it's not going to pay out, it won't. If we believe that we can't find the time, we won't. If we believe that it's a must do to take us to the next level and that we will figure out how to find the time and money, then we will, right? We we attract what we believe. And and so mindset is critical. So, you know, if we if we feel, if we know that there's something holding us back um, and we we don't know, you know, how to fix it, then yeah, let's reach out and talk to people, right? Talk to other business owners. You mentioned networking. Yeah. Networking can feel a little stressful to some of us, depending on how we're hardwired, but you know, it, it might be a necessary evil to, you know, go to a chamber and, and chat with a couple other business owners and say, Hey, well, how do you do your, your lead generation? Or how do you do your marketing? Or who would you recommend I talk to? And what I've found is that um, there are less than 5% of business owners who aren't willing to chat with another business owner and, and share stories and, and maybe, you know, pass on some wisdom and help someone else out because we've all been there, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it sounds like a, a, a number of your stories that you've been blessed with some incredible people in your life who have helped you on the the journey of building your business. So Troy, if they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Uh, well, obviously, thank you. Um, I mean, you've, you've blessed me, you've blessed my family, um, the, the things we've been able to do and have um, are amazing. But you've also, you've blessed the employees that have worked for me. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's interesting, you asked that question, because I, I, um, I think relationships, you know, business relationships tend to be very transactional. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, especially the, the people giving the business don't understand the impact, um, or don't realize maybe the impact that they really have. Uh, there are other people, the real people on the other end of that, that, um, that really benefit from, from them trusting them. So, um, so thank you to, to all of you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Troy, for uh, being on the show today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campsall. Please help spread this movement by liking and subscribing to our show and following us on Facebook and LinkedIn or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. To join our movement, go to BeMadTogether.com. Okay, folks, that's a wrap. Please pay it forward and be sure to tune in next time to the Self-Made is a Myth podcast.